Hello and welcome to the Make an Impact podcast with me, Heidi Fisher. It's too complicated to measure our impact. We don't have the resources. Nobody cares. We can't afford it. Yes, you can and yes, you must. And in the Make an Impact podcast, Heidi Fisher explores how organisations put impact at the heart of what they do and how you can too. It's a crisis the like of which we've never faced before. It's exerting a dreadful toll on our health and also on the economy, and social enterprises are especially vulnerable. At this time of unprecedented crisis, what support is available to social enterprises, to people running and working for social enterprises, in this special episode of Making an Impact podcast? Heidi Fisher runs through a few different support packages that have been announced already and how they could apply to you and your social enterprise. So Heidi, strange times indeed. It's normally you doing the interviewing. Um, you've been incredibly busy sharing helpful resources for social entrepreneurs and charities in your social enterprise success group. But how are you doing right now? How are you? How are you? Um, not too bad. I've, I've got a rotten cold, um, not the coronavirus, I would add. It is a cold that I've caught off my daughter. Yeah, so uh, apart from the cold, I'm... I'm doing okay. I think it's one of those times where I'm not quite sure whether I'm coming or going, like a lot of people. Um, yeah. In and I mean that mentally rather than physically, because we're not going anywhere physically. <laughs> no, no. Um, but um, yeah, I, I I think for me the the big thing is that my vision and plans that I had for um, this year are, are pretty much. Sort of on hold and I've got to reflect on on what I actually do going forward and also try to to manage having both my children at home with me when I really would love to be working. And I'm going to ask you more about that but in the meantime I know that your very very active social entrepreneurs success group on Facebook you've been posting lots of really helpful advice for people in terms of packages of support that social enterprises and charities may be able to apply to can you tell us a bit more about what you found um of course um so obviously there's the the ones that have been publicized quite a bit which is the um business interruption loan scheme um which everyone as soon as they had the red loan sort of went no thank you (laughs) Mm. um but um, it is obviously 12 months interest-free, so there is the potential to to take that money for 12 months and then pay it back um, within a year um, and not have paid any interest if people wanted to look at that. Um, you've then got the, the scheme for employees where um, as long as they're not doing any work at all, then they can um, claim, um, the employer can claim 80% of their wages from revenue customs Um, and there's hopefully going to be a similar scheme for self-employed individuals which is going to be called statutory self-employment pay which will pay 80% of their average earnings over the last three years or um, £2,917 because at the moment there's a big uproar that um, self-employed people are only entitled to um, statutory um, pay the equivalent of that or universal credit so um they're going to be severely disadvantaged by some employee yes indeed. um 
that's in the amendment to the coronavirus bill. So it hasn't officially gone through, but I'm pretty certain that um, in the next few days that something is going to be announced to confirm that that's definitely going ahead. There's a lot of pressure um, on the government to, to do that, pretty much saying to self-employed people, you know, carry on working because otherwise you, you're going to have no money. Yeah, that would be the net effect. Unless that comes in, um, it's really putting not only them and their finances at massive risk, it's also potentially transmitting the virus, isn't it? So um, we're recording this on Tuesday the 24th of March. So as you say, there has been legislation um, in Parliament on Monday the 23rd, but um, the Chancellor, as we speak, has been saying it's very complicated to... Um, implement, but by the time this podcast goes out, then it might have been announced properly. You mentioned earlier the um, um, the wages. Uh, so, if you employ someone and um, uh, as an employee, if you're running a social enterprise or a charity, you have employees, um, you can furlough them, and the HMRC you have to apply through HMRC, and the government will pay eighty percent of their wages. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Um, the, I think one of the areas um, that people are still looking for clarification around is whether that covers zero hour contracts. But yeah. from what I've seen, it does, as long as your employer obviously um, lets you know that you're going to be furloughed. Right. I see. OK. But, um, you know, um, that's what I've seen of it. Um, I, there's been no official statement as to that either. Right. Um, yeah. But it would would look, you know, based on they would be taking your your average um, earnings and and applying it, you know, eighty percent to that. Yes. Presumably. I see. Right. Okay. And they would be making the first payments to people at the end of April, I believe. As I think that's the case. Oh. Yeah, and also if you've if you've already laid off somebody or made them redundant, you can um, put them back on the payroll um, and um, backdate this to the beginning of March. So people that have lost their jobs since the beginning of March um, and been laid off um, could potentially be taken back on by their employer who could then claim 80% of their wages. Um, it is optional for the employer to top it up with the other 20%. Right. Um, so the, there's nothing to say that you, you have to pay that additional 20%. Obviously, it would be nice for um, your employees to have their 400% of their salary. Yes. Let's hope responsible employers can act responsibly. Um, yeah, definitely. Okay, thanks for those. There, there are some more I know that you've been um, telling folk about and sharing details of as well. Yeah, um, so there's um, the the stuff around public sector procurement, which is, seems to have snuck in on um, the 20th of March. Um, there was no, no big announcement, no conversations, no nothing about it really. And I happened to see something online and I was like, oh, this is this is probably quite a crucial piece of um, information and um, uh, guidance in terms of how the public sector has to treat its um, suppliers in terms of organisations and businesses that have contracts with them that aren't able to deliver. So particularly social enterprises or other types of organisations that 
deliver their work face to face and obviously can't currently. The guidance is saying that they should be continuing to pay them even if they're not able to deliver for the next three months um, or um, to um, cash flow them with additional um, money, and particularly if it's payment by results, to, to work out what the average um, results have been over the last few months, pay the same amount going forward, um, and various other things in terms of how they're supposed to treat their, their suppliers, and that's a, um, the guidance that all public sector bodies are being given. So if you've got a contract with any um, the local authority or any other public sector body, it's worth having a conversation with them to try and get the income that you would have been having anyway. Now, this is really, really important. As you say, that seems to have gone below the radar because there is so much going on at the moment. But this seems to have just not really had the attention that it deserves. This is potentially absolutely enormously important. It really, really could provide vital cash flow support at a very, very critical time. Then there are a few other pieces of... um, support, um, funding packages and other other things that folk have come come up with as well. Do you you want to flag up any others? Um, So at the moment, all the funding that I've seen in terms of um, support and grants that are out there are currently focused on charities. Mm. I haven't seen anything that is for social enterprises that have any other type of legal structure at the moment. Um, But the the, the funding is, um, there's people like Martin Lewis that's um, given a million pound for a fund and that's um, basically prioritising all of the, the, the groups that are, are most affected by the coronavirus. So it's focused on those um, organised um, charities that are working with those types of groups. Um, you've also got the one um, that, I've, forgive me, I can't think if it's Prince William or Prince Harry has, has um, set up. Yeah. Again, we'll link to that from the show from the show. Yeah. Um, which is, is um very similar to um the one that Martin Lewis um has yeah. set up. Um you've also then got um various local ones. So in, in Birmingham, um the Heart of England Community um Foundation has got a resilience fund that is for charities that are working with vulnerable groups again um, and that's across the the midlands um they've got a similar one in in norfolk because i obviously live in norfolk so i've just seen that that's come out again for charities um but i'm hoping to get something um set up um in the next couple of days um with um the the evenings that I have available without my children disturbing me mm. um, to do something on crowdfunder specifically for social enterprises um, because there there currently isn't anything. It's it's if you're a um, a charity or a small local um, voluntary organisation, you you you're, you're yes. going to get the support. No one else is at the moment, unless you you're then a business that's paying business rates. Indeed. So, so the businesses paying business rates have been rate rate reliefs and and grants announced as well. But yeah. as you say, and and there have been very positive things done to try and support community organisations and charities. And uh, of course, that's great. But as you say, 
nothing specifically targeted for social enterprises. So exciting stuff. You are um, in the process of getting something going on Crowdfunder. Um, can you tell us any more about it at the moment? Uh, is there anything else you can unveil right now? It, it's not top secret. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's just, um, I, I think it comes from that idea that as, as a social enterprise um, that helps other social enterprises, um, it just makes sense to, to try and do this really yeah. um, from my perspective because there you know a lot of the the training and consultancy and mentoring that I do which is obviously still there um, people are not um, in the right frame of mind for that necessarily there no. they are more worried about how they're going to keep their staff on um, how they're going to maintain their operations at whatever level etc so this is trying to get some money to those organizations that are still trying to keep going in whatever format they are are going because if you've got a member of staff that's that's still doing some work um they're not going to be you're not going to be eligible for the 80 percent um wage subsidy um unless the government decides to change its mind and say well actually if they're sub- their hours are substantially reduced then they they would be eligible but at the moment that's very unlikely so this um is basically a, a test really to see if it works um which will cover initially norfolk and um potentially also the west midlands as another local area and then branch out to other local areas if it's successful in in terms of how it works but the idea is that this is not just about individuals donating it's also about um, businesses local authorities any other public sector bodies any um, high net worth individuals that have got money etc so it's basically pulling money from any any source that we can get it um, and then having um, a ranking system in terms of you know which, which types of organizations will we prioritize um, and that will primarily be around vulnerable groups but it's unlikely that we will also focus on um, the elderly because there is a substantial amount of money and funding and support being focused them so it's going to be perhaps some of the forgotten vulnerable groups such as young people that are um, care leavers and people that are um, victims of domestic violence that are now having to isolate with an abuser etc those potentially those those types of things as well as some of the more more common ones in terms of um, homeless people that you know it it really just depends in terms of the the area um and and things but that's that's the idea behind it um which has also reminded me there is um another pot of um, money available um from the arts council which i've i've just seen has been announced um today um which is emergency funding again resilience funding for any arts or cultural organizations which obviously would cover social enterprises yep indeed okay great some really good stuff there i really look forward to seeing the crowdfunder so good to hear that you're doing something which is going to focus on the vulnerable but either hidden or forgotten about at a time when they're um 
going to be made even more vulnerable by everything that's going on. Heidi, beyond all this, tell us about some projects you hope to do later on during the year. So at the moment, in terms of um, putting things on hold, this year I was going to do a lot of um, international travel and um, try and um, do my social enterprise work in five or six different countries around the world. Yes. <laughs> so that's definitely on hold. Um, yep. But um, in, instead, I'm very much focused on getting my second book out, which is almost complete. And um, hopefully in the additional time that I do have, drafting my third book um, so that that can go out. So I will probably delay the launch of the second one slightly, um, but they perhaps the second and third book will launch pretty much around the same time, early summertime, potentially. The more reading matter, the better, as far as I'm concerned. What's book number two and what's book number three? Um, so book number two is all about impact measurement and impact management, because that's something that I spend a lot of my time doing. And it's um, basically a, a, a how to do it. Um, if you really want to just read a book and get on and do it yourself. Um, and so pretty much like book number one it's a, a brain dump in terms of it's everything that's in my brain around impact measurement and management um that that people can can understand the approach that I take with organizations and how how you can actually implement and do this um, within your own organization the third book is all about growing a social enterprise so the first book was the the starting a social enterprise and all the basics that you needed in terms of things like policies and understanding tax and various other things um the the third book is then saying okay you've been running your social enterprise for two or three years you've had probably the luxury of a few grants because you were innovative and new you've now got to sustain it and to sustain it you need to have a, a different skill set because you're going to be managing people you've got to look into develop products and services and grow your income and the third book is all around the the way to do that you're right yeah exciting stuff thanks for running through the packages of support that are currently available as as we speak today on the uh, 24th of March. We'll uh, um, put full details in the show notes and update things. Things are changing very, very fast. Um, but uh, I think, you know, that covers some things that people can immediately look at if they're running a social enterprise. And so thanks for running through all that, Heidi. And of course, stay safe, look after yourself. And um, thank you for allowing me to um, turn the tables once again and interview you instead of you interviewing people on your own podcast um, for a change. Great to talk with you. And you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Make an Impact podcast with me, Heidi Fisher. If you've enjoyed the podcast, why not leave a review or rating? And if you'd like to be on the show, then please get in touch via my website, makeanimpactcic.co.uk. Thank you for listening.